Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Amen. And uh, everybody's looking good this morning in the house of God. Amen. I, I love Sunday mornings. Amen. I love Sunday morning church. There's just something about Sunday morning. Amen. Going to the house of the Lord. I was teaching a Bible study one time at a restaurant. And, uh, you know, people were kind of admiring. You know, we had the Bible open and two young men just discussing the word. And, and you know, people smiling. They walked by. And this old lady walked by me. She said, the Lord rebuke you. And she pointed her finger at me. She said, you know why you're disobeying God? I said, why? She said, because you don't practice the Sabbath day. I said, man, I'm just trying. I can barely spell Sabbath. I mean, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to catch up, you know. And I said, well, why is that? She talked about Saturday and all this and that. And I said, well, I mean, if you want to be technical, Jesus Christ is the Sabbath. So that's a shadow. So you can have the shadow or you can have the real thing, but I want the real thing. Hey, I don't want just the shadow. I, I, want, I want the real thing. Shadow feels good, but, but the, nothing like the real thing. Praise God. Amen. And so I rebuked her back in my own little way. I said, well, if you want to be technical, the Bible says they continue steadfastly daily. In the apostles' doctrine. Say daily. See, this is an everyday thing with us. It's not just a Sunday religion. Hey, this just ain't part-time praise and worship. Anybody, I'm a full-time lover of God. Anybody feeling that way? Full-time worshipers. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, God. I want to be surrounded by full-time worshipers. Amen. I want to be active. Somebody say active. Amen. You know, somebody say active. You know, in the gang world, you're active. That means you're still handling your business, you know. That means you're still in the streets. That's still, that means you're still moving and shaking. Active. I want to be an active worshiper of God. I'm still going to church. I'm still praising God. I'm still believing, brother. I'm still talking about faith. And I'm still waiting on the rapture of God. Anybody waiting on his return? He's coming back. Got to be ready for him. All of those that look for the appearing of the Lord. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, pray God blesses you on the job. Hallelujah. We believe in blessing. Amen. Praise God. Anybody ever been cursed out before? Raise your hand. I mean, come on, lift them up. Anybody ever cursed you out? Mike. So, you know, somebody curses you out, they're trying to put a curse on you. They're trying to vex you. But when you come to the house of God, we bless you. Hallelujah. Ain't that what David said? Bless you. God calls his face to shine upon your life. Amen, amen. Amen. I give honor to Brother and Sister Bradford, their family. 
Bishop Frost and his wife and family. Amen. Such a wonderful privilege to be here. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Amen. I am uh, appreciative of all the wonderful spirits. Amen. Here in this church, keep doing what you're doing. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. And it fell on a day that Elijah, amen, passed to Shinnom, where was a great woman. Somebody say great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on the day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber, and he lay there. Amen. Turned into that chamber. That's where he stayed. Praise God. Amen. My title this morning, amen, God, give it, give it to me. Amen. I want to talk about God's chamber. God's chamber. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus, someone say, Lord, speak to me. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated this morning. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Unto the King of kings and for being in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So thankful that God is uh, still filling people with the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Uh, I mean, you never know what someone is going through. You never know the internal battle, the internal struggles that people are, are fighting. Amen. People fight suicide. Uh, people fight, fight homicide, homicidal thoughts. Can't get no amens. I'm just, raise your hand if you ever fought the urge to hurt somebody. Okay, got some real folk in the house. Right? Now I know who to stay from if I make you mad. Praise God. Now, all, all jokes set aside, I mean, we, we fight dep depression and uh, thoughts of hopelessness. And, and man, thoughts that God just doesn't care where we are. God just... God doesn't even know where we are. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people that have walked from uh, some of the most powerful services. And uh, you have felt the most hopeless. And you ask God why. You pray. But it seems to be no answer. But you still show up. You clap your hands. You lift your hands unto God for one reason and one reason only. And that is because you love God. And uh, there's going to come a day that we'll understand all of this stuff that we go through. Amen. We are in the middle of transition. Transition uh, is not a beautiful thing. You ever see a building project in transition? It's not, it's not the prettiest. You got to wait for the finished product. Paint on the walls, drywall. You see the nails, dust on the floor, 
pieces and fragments from wood and chips and all these different things. But, but when you get to the finished product, it's a beautiful thing. Bible says that we are pilgrims passing through. We are in transition. Christian life doesn't always look the most beautiful. Amen. Many people have stopped by the church, saw the people of the church, and they saw the transitional state of the church and said, man, I expect perfection, but these people have problems. Yeah, that's right. We have problems, but it's God's love that perfects us. Anybody thankful for the love of God? I mean, you think about it. Think about it. I mean, we, we love the butterfly. We love the pretty shapes and patterns on its wings and uh, just the, how it how it flutters through the through the air and people collect them and some of the beautiful manifestations of nature on their on their bodies and their wings but uh, but I've never seen anybody that caught half butterfly half caterpillar and said this is beautiful I mean we don't want half butterfly and half caterpillar you know what I mean it's just not a pretty thing it's kind of dragging on the ground and wings and we want the finished product. And there's going to come a day, the Bible says, that we will meet Jesus in the air. And that in a twinkling of an eye, we shall be like as he is. Praise God. Amen. What are you saying, Brother Poindexter? I'm telling somebody like that song said this morning, you just got to hold on all the way to the end. Praise God. The Bible says, he that endureth till the end shall be saved. Clap your hands unto the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. You got to hold on. You got to hold on. Praise the Lord. I, uh, man, I remember one particular time I was, uh, man, I was uh, helping a church. They were building and uh, kind of in the middle of transition. And we got to the part of uh, doing some work on the, on the roofing of the church. And, um, and uh, there were different men just kind of roofing there and different jobs and things going on. And the weather was really nice. It was in the springtime. And uh, I remember... Uh, just being on the roof one day, and I saw this uh, old beat-up pickup truck come into the, uh, come into the, uh, uh, the parking lot of the church, and it uh, caught my attention. It was uh, a very uh, older and uh, kind of raggedy. Uh, anybody remember the Raggedy Ann dolls? Okay, all right, you know what Raggedy means, okay. And uh, the, truck, the truck was just uh, beat up. There was all types of dents in the truck. Uh, a old red red Chevy, uh, just man, it had dents and it had rust, and the tires were bald on it, and um, and it just uh, man, it it was almost kind of an eyesore, and uh, I remember just being on the roof there, and I remember a brother got out of the truck, and uh, he shut shut the door, and um, and I kind of gathered that he was the head over this whole operation working on the church, and and. Um, and then uh, began to do a little bit of investigation. There was some insurance money that came in to the church, and uh, they needed the roof repaired. And so uh, they, they, they looked inside the church and said, well, we can give this brother some work. And, and so they hired this brother to, to, uh, to repair the, the church roof. And, and so he was, he was just kind of working along. And it didn't take me long to realize, man, his business was, was struggling. And on top of that, he had about five or six kids. And, and, uh, man, I just remember the, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, the 5 o'clock shadow, and he looked stressed out, and he looked pressed, and, and uh, man, uh, my heart really went out to him. And, uh, you know, I just, he's just tired, you know, he just, shoulders were slumped over, trying to really work something out of this situation. And, and so uh, we were up on the roof, and I'm pretty sure I was probably making more of a mess than I was doing helping. 
but uh, everybody had kind of went off doing their thing. Some men went to lunch, and, and uh, we were sitting there, and uh, we were talking, and it was springtime, and, and I, you know, I know that's a, that's a prime time for roofing companies, and, and I asked him, I said, brother, I said, do you have any work for the, uh, for the, for the, for the rest of the year? Do you, have any, you know, do you have any more jobs? He said, no. He said, this is the only job that I have. And um, I said, man, I said, you don't have anything going on? He said, no. I said, what are you going to do after this? He said, I really, I don't know. And he just hit a place, I guess, uh, just a plateau, and things just weren't looking good for him financially. And, and uh, I remember that day, every once in a while, man, the Spirit of God moves, and, and I just, I try to obey God's Spirit uh, as it moves. And I remember just something come over me. It was like a like somebody shocked me with faith, and it was like I just, I just knew that if me and this brother connected, amen, God was going to perform something. And I looked at him. I said, well, brother, I said, well, I said, well how many jobs do you want? He kind of looked at me. Uh, like, what do you mean? I said, well, 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 how many jobs do you want? I said, you're serving God. I said, you're doing your best to live for God. I said, how many jobs do you want? He kind of looked at me and said, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. I said, and God is a God of miracles. And sometimes God needs an impossibility to do the miracle. Amen. That's why we should never curse impossibilities and surmounting problems. That's a prime environment for God to work. For the earth was without form and void, and the spirit moved upon the face of the waters. God is attracted to impossibilities. God is attracted to your troubles attracted to your problem. You say, my back's against the wall. God can make a way of escape and open up doors for blessings. Praise the Lord. And so I looked at him. I said, brother, I said, God can do a miracle for you. I said, how many jobs do you want? And he said, well, maybe one, two, three. I said, brother, how many jobs you want? Eight, nine. I said, how many jobs you want? He said, I'll take 10 of them. I said, it's going to happen, brother. Go ahead and go back to work. I'm taking break. Praise God. And uh, time went on, and I left, and uh, I remember I come back after several months, and then by this time it's getting cold, the winter months are starting to settle in, and I pull up to the church, and amen, and I kind of had a little parking spot where I parked at the church, and uh, I saw this new, um, it was a uh, brand new Infinity truck, I mean, it was nice. I remember pulling up to it like, man, I liked, man, you know, I don't want to be covered just, Lord. But you know what I mean? You know, covetous, covetous is a sin. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. Praise God. <laughs> but I do like it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind dropping it. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, pulling up to the church real early in the morning, and I, I remember seeing this nice truck. This, uh, it was like a Q56. I don't know. It was just nice and shiny. It was brand new. I mean, it just looked, looked good. And uh, I watched people as they came in, and uh, you know how church folk are, people kept coming in because I saw the, the new tags on the back, and people were coming in, and it was like, whose car is that? <laughs> and it's, I was listening to people, they man, whose car is that? And, uh, and so I, a after a while, I just kind of listened, and I, I picked up on it was the brother that used to have the old beat-up Chevy and uh, now he's got a brand new truck that he paid for cash. And, 
and uh, he's got him an outfit now, and people and people working for him. And uh, it, it was it was such a, an amazing trans, transformation uh, because now seeing him in church had a suit in the town and he looked happy. And and, uh, and what had happened was was uh, right after that time, I asked him. We prayed, and he told me. He said, "Well, right after you prayed, he said, in the middle of nowhere, he said these hailstorms started hitting the city." And you know, when it rains, it doesn't always benefit everybody. You know, if it rains and you got seed in the ground, then you're happy. But if you got holes in the roof, well then. That's why the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Just keep putting seed in the ground. Man. And, and, and he told me, he said, after we prayed, he said it wasn't shortly thereafter. He said, he said these, these unusual hailstorms came, and he said, and they just hit the city. He said, brother, I said, did you get your 10 jobs? He said, I got enough work to keep me busy for the next two, three years. Praise the Lord. Man, I, I still believe in miracles like that because I read them in the scriptures. Praise God. And I don't know what kind of miracle that you need this morning. It may be a financial miracle. It may need a, it may be a physical miracle. You might just need God to just put his arm around you and whisper that he loves you. But I want to tell you, God can meet you in the middle of the mess. Come on, somebody. God can meet you in the middle of the miracle. He can bring power in the middle of the pain. Come on, he can bring joy in the middle of all the junk. Come on, I thank God that he meets us and he still pours out miracles in 2020. Praise God. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. He's a, he's a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. Man, God can still heal blinded eyes. Contrary to popular belief, I know we live in a different day and a different time, but God can still heal sick bodies. Amen. He can still raise the dead. This is God Almighty we're talking about. The one that spoke nothing into things into existence out of nothing. I'm talking about an all-powerful God. I'm talking about an all-knowing God. Somebody say miracles. Man, every time God is involved in the situation, that's miraculous. Praise the Lord. And I read about Elijah, a man who was involved with God's business. A man that was used to seeing the miraculous power of God. Amen. You know how I know God still is able to do miracles? Because he can take an individual that's bound up by alcohol, pills, and depression, bring them to a church. They see a revelation that they got to repent of their sins. They start praying, saying, God, forgive me of my trespasses. Lord, forgive me of my wrong, wrong thoughts, wrong words, and wrong actions. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God steps around them, starts swirling around them. They come down to the altar, lift up their hands, and miraculously, they begin to speak in an unknown language, a heavenly language, a love language through the power and through the working and through the miraculous workings of God. Amen. That's a miracle. Praise the Lord. That's God's witness to the church that I'm still able to do everything I said I could do. Praise the Lord. Somebody say Jesus loves me. Amen. This I know. Praise God. Clap your hands unto the Lord. What a God. What a God. Amen. And he, he comes, a woman, if you read the beginning of this chapter and 
2 Kings chapter 4, before I get into the text, I, I want you to see something that, 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 that God is interested in struggling people. Jesus said, I didn't come, amen, to, to, I didn't come for those that are whole, for those that are healthy. He said, I came for those that are sick. So I've just learned to always be sick. I'm a spiritual hypochondriac to the Lord. I've learned, man, I can be feeling the strongest. I still come to prayer. God, I'm struggling. God. Jesus, help me, please. I got pride, Lord. I got arrogant. God. Get up. And sometimes, brother, you might just see me at the altar. God, I'm actually Jesus. Hey, he shows up. You know, because God likes a broken and a contrite spirit. Praise the Lord. I said God likes a broken and a contrite heart. Because when you humble yourself before him, he'll lift you up. But if I come and everything's all right, everything's fine and dandy, he said, okay, well, I'm going to go find somebody that's sick, praise the Lord, somebody that's struggling. And I, may, I got a revelation. We're all struggling. We all need the great physician. Amen. We all need the healer's hand, praise the Lord. Anybody need him today? God, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power until my cup runneth over. Oh, David said, fill me until my cup runneth over. Anybody need a touch of God's hand? Praise the Lord. Amen. And this woman, amen. I, I like Elijah because, you know, you, you read in the scripture and God, he kind of peels off a layer and, and you read the story about Elijah. He was a man. He was a prophet. He was a preacher. But when you really you look into the, uh, uh, the, the, the veneer of the scripture, and, and all of a sudden you can see Jesus Christ in this story. Because Elijah is a type of Jesus Christ. He's walking around. Watch him now. He walks with a servant. And sometimes the servant goes before him. Amen. Jesus has angels that go before him. Bible says they are ministering spirits, spirits of flame and fire sent forth to minister and help those that are the heirs of salvation. You got a lot, you got a lot of forces helping you. I said you got a lot of things in your favor, praise God. This is why the Bible says the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. Amen. We've got some things that are working on our side. Praise God. Amen. You've got some things when you're on your way to work. Amen. You've got a protective force. You've got a protective agency sent from your father above. Don't tell me that God doesn't love you. Amen. He said, I'm sending you out with servants. I'm sending my protective agents around you. They'll protect Praise God. Man, that's why I love hearing about people's stories, man. I mean, there's nothing more deep than a human story, a, somebody's story, a human past. I mean, you could just see somebody. You know that old saying, never judge a book by its cover. I mean, you could just see an individual think, this is the way they've always lived. I mean, he comes in, he's got a suit. He's got a tie. I mean, he's up in the front. He's dancing. He's got his Bible. He's clean cut and clean shaven. He's smiling at everybody. He's taking up the offering. You're like, man, this is a good dude. Start to hear his past. You're like, oh, man, this is a bad dude. You're like, oh, man, brother. 
Man, ain't that right, Brother David? <laughs> Amen. Powerful testimony. You know, this is, this is an amazing thing because this woman comes to Elijah, watch it now, whose name means God is salvation. This is important in our day because whatever we find with salvation brings comfort and peace to us. Oh, God. This is why people say, man, you're a fanatic. You don't have to go to church. Well, this is where I find comfort and peace because this is my salvation. Can I preach this a little bit? I didn't find salvation, comfort, and peace at the football games when I was in the world. I didn't find comfort and peace when I was in the nightclubs, dancing until 3 o'clock in the morning. I found comfort and peace in the house of God. I found comfort and peace in the arms of the Most High. Is there any witnesses in the house this morning? Salvation. So you, God is my salvation. Elijah walked around. He was symbolic of God is my salvation. We, we, this is a salvational thing to us. When you really become a Christian disciple, amen, this salvation thing is a life thing. It's a salvific thing. Coming to church is part of my salvation, friend. Amen. Repenting of my sins is is part of salvation. Getting baptized is part of salvation. See, this is why 98% of the religious Christian world will have a problem with that statement. Amen. Because there's a lot of folks out there that claim to be Christian that don't believe in baptism anymore. But we believe the scripture, Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Come on, God is your salvation. Anybody thankful that we know the way of salvation today? I better hurry up. Amen. He comes and this, this woman's got problems. She says, listen, she said, I had a, a husband who was a prophet, who was a preacher that died, and he died in debt. And now I've got things knocking on my door trying to take my sons away. You go study the life of a widow in those days, and you'll, you'll find out, friend, she, you know what she had, brother? She had a nightmare knocking on her door. It was the worst of a worst. Not only did she lose her husband, her providence, and, amen, her, it's, now she's going to lose her, not only did she lose her past, she's losing her future. She has no identity. And, and, and Elijah says, well, what do you have in your house? Amen. See, this is why you got, this, is, this, this, this shows something about the personality of God. He didn't curse her. He didn't make it worse. He said, what do you have on the inside? Because the truth of the matter is, is when you come to God and you need a miracle, you need God to change the circumstances. God doesn't look at what you don't have. He looks on what you can give him. You say, well, God, all I've got is some hands to lift up. He says, that's good enough. Anybody thankful that God is, faith is an easy thing. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. He said, what do you have in your house? He said, I just got one vessel of oil. He said, all right, go to all your neighbor's house. He said, you start borrowing empty vessels because God's about to show you 
what he can do with the empty stuff. And I know there's people here today, you said, man, I'm on empty. My joy is gone. My peace is gone. My strength is gone. Will you just stay in the house of God a little bit longer and God's going to fill you up? Amen. Your joy is going to return. Your strength is going to return. Amen. Your praise is going to return. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost on me. Somebody's shout is about to return. Somebody's victory is about to return. Amen. I'm just on empty. God is a God of the empty ones. Amen. And so where God goes, there's miracles. Amen. Wherever God goes, there's miracles. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says he comes by this woman's house. Amen. It fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem. Somebody say where was a great woman, great woman. She constrained him to eat bread, and so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Let me tell you something. This was a great woman. When you study that word great, it means a woman of importance and a woman of power. This is a type of the church you are sitting in right now. Because the church has power. Amen. It does. It does. It has, it has power. Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power to tread up on serpents, Luke 10, 19, and scorpions. The word tread is symbolic of dominion power. That means that whatever's trying to crush you, you actually have the power to destroy it. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, how many times have you been depressed and all of a sudden you came to church and by the time you left, man, I'm feeling empowered. I'm feeling faithful now. I'm feeling like I can go on to the finish line, praise God. The church, church is an important thing. So what are you saying? I'm saying that this story right here is more than just an old man that walked past a, a woman's house. God is talking to us about the church. Because it's God that stops by at the church. And the Bible says, watch this now, she constrained him to stay. I believe God goes by churches. And his spirit shows up. But some say, Lord, just keep on passing by. Oh, some God stops by the house and some say keep on walking. But oh, we that know him. Oh, it shows up on a Sunday morning sometimes, a Sunday night as if it were. Every time we're gathered and all of a sudden the preacher and the singing and amen and the fellowship and the spirit of God stops by. And oh God, we want you to stay in our midst. We can strain him to stay. Amen. I don't know what you're feeling in this last day, but oh God, I need you to be in our presence. Lord, I don't know what's going on in this world, but I know as long as you are with us, as as long as you are in the house, everything's going to be all right. I don't understand it. It's complex. But one thing I do understand is, God, I just need you in our presence. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I don't, I don't understand everything. And I've got, I've got friends that have 
Brother, they're drunk, staggering on all the political issues. So it's coming out of their mouth and their ears, and, and it's just that's all they can talk about. Amen. Will you just hold on to that? Amen. I'm going to the place of prayer because I'm going to constrain him to be in the presence of his people. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say she constrained him. And he, she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passeth by us continually. This woman, watch her now. She was able to discern things that are holy. God. Bible says, I'm going to give you the law that you may be able to discern between the holy and the profane. You know what profane things are? That's unclean, wicked things that make God mad, that makes God angry. Hallelujah. You read this Bible, you know what makes God angry? Adultery makes God angry. Fornication makes God angry. Lasciviousness, which means the enticement of, mm, amen, this is what you find out in the world. Amen. There's something good about the church that will help you be able to discern that God is holy, that God is pure, that God is righteous. And when you get the revelation that God is holy, you have no problem trying to live holy, be holy, speak holy, and act holy. Why? Because he said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Amen. This is why you come to the house of God. Hey, we don't dress like the world. We don't talk like the world. We don't act like the world. Come on, help me somebody. Body. Amen. I discern that God is a holy God. Hey, I know it's a day of confusion and I know it's a day of violence, but the church has got her eye on the holy and true God. Praise the Lord. I'm a one of the best things you can ever do is come to a preacher that's going to preach to you right and wrong. Amen. Because there were things in my life I didn't know were wrong. Because I was heathenistic. I was living in the wild. I was living in the wilderness. And then I come to the house of God. And there was holiness things in the house of God. Praise the Lord. She said, I discern that this is a holy man of God. Which passes by us continually. Let the church not forget that God is a holy God. He said, for be ye holy. Amen. For I am holy. Praise the Lord. Amen. The word holy is twofold. It means righteous and pure, but it also means to be separated. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of y'all like, hurry up, get off that subject. Amen. Hey, hey, hey. She discerned. She discerned that God is holy. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Look at verse number 10. Look at verse number 10. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. Let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, a candlestick. It shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither and he turned into a chamber and lay there. Amen. I had so much more scripture, but uh, time, time will not allow right now. But I want you to see something that God spoke to me about. She said, I'm going to build this place. 
for this holy one. And it's not going to be empty. She said, I want to build him a bed. You ready for this? I want to build him a place, oh God, that he can stay all night long. See, see, some people are in a rush society with God. Amen. We get our coffee, the app. You ever see those type of people, man? They just walk in and like. I'm like, hey. Man, I was at Starbucks the other day and about four or five people just walked in. There was a girl there. She was sitting there waiting and she'd been waiting for a long time. I can tell she kept looking at me. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a green apron on. I mean. She, she, I said, I think they forgot about you. She's like, yeah, I think so too. Because after about the fifth one, they walked in like this. Just, I'm like, man, I looked at it. I said, I need to get the app. She said, yeah, me too. Well, let me tell you something. God don't have apps. Sometimes, brother, you just got to come to an altar and you got to lift up your hands and you got to pray until he shows up. God, I don't want you to be in a rush. I want you to be here all night long, God. I want you to be in my house. I want you to be in my mind. I want you to be in my vicinity, God. I'm going to build you a place that you can linger. Lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. God, I need a place that you can linger. I need your place, God. Oh, we're living in tumultuous times. It's times of violence and chaos. I need a place, God, that you can stay all night long. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Stand to your feet. Musicians, come right now. I need a place. I need a, I need a place. Let me finish this up here. Amen. 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 I'm going to build, I'm going to build this Holy One something so that he can stay close to us. Hallelujah. Amen. She said, and not only, watch him down, not only am I going to build him a bed, she says, I'm going to build him a table. I looked up the definition of the word table. It meant, it, it can also mean a king's table. You know what it is, Brother George? It's a place that him and I can sit down together, amen, and we can talk and we can fellowship. Because the Bible says that he is the, he is the counselor. David said, Psalm 23, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Watch him now, because the table was twofold. It was for consumption and it was for counsel. Because kings of old would sit at the table together and they would eat until they were full and then they would do counsel for war. The Bible says that there's, there's a table, there's a place that I'm going to make for God. Amen. There's room in my life that I'm going to make for God to get his counsel in the times of chaos. 
man, I, I know we've got to be up to date. I know you got to be on the news. I know you got to know the signs of the time. But please, don't let the news overtake the counsel of the Lord. Man, I want to build him a bed table. You ready for this? She said, I'm going to build him a stool. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, when I first read that, I'm thinking like a little stool. You know what the word really means? You go look it up, Strong's Concordance. It means a throne. This is all in my place. This is all in my house. This is all in my life. I'm building, I'm building him a chamber so that the Holy One can come, so that he can linger, I can get counsel from him. He can rule and reign in my life. I'm making room in my life for the, for the Holy One of God to come. God, you can stay here. You can rule in my life. Tell me what to throw away. Tell me what to keep. Tell me where to go. Tell me where to stop, God. Lord, you are the sovereign ruler. You are the governor of my life. Tell me, tell me, Lord. Tell me who to get rid of. Tell me who to bring in. It's a throne here. She said, you know what else we got to have? We got to have a, we got to have a candlestick. This candlestick is the place that held the candle. It was a holder of the candle. It was a holder of the candle. David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. The candle is the light. He, she said, but I want something that holds the candle. Like the man of God with the word. Because the truth of the matter is, friend, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 1. Hey, Amen. If we can go there, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 1. I'm going to connect these. And, man, Isaiah chapter 26. Hey, Amen. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20. Listen to the words of God. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers. Shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. You know what's going on in this world right now? It's the indignation of God. God is shaking people up. God is shaking the heavens. You say, is God angry? I think God is just zealous. I think God is just desirous to get the attention of man. And we're in this world. And he says, you know, come on into the chamber. He said, and I'll talk with you there. Because there's going to be some things that you need. You need God to linger in your life. That's the place of prayer. Amen. You need the table in your life. You know what that is? That's the word of God. The counsel of God. God's got to have a throne in your life to direct you, guide you, and control you. And you know what you need? You need a preacher in your life that holds the lamp. Obey them that have the rule over you. For they must give an account for your soul. You build a little chamber. You build, you make room for this in your life. And I'll tell you what, these last days won't affect you like it's affecting everybody else. 
She said, come on into the chamber. Hide yourself. Hallelujah. Hide yourself until these indignations be overpassed. You know what's going on? Everything that's going on in the world is an antithesis to what God is trying to do. This is why you see the rioting and the chaos and the upheaval. You want to know why, brother? Because God's saying, actually, I have a place of peace for you. Seek peace. It begins in the house of the Lord. God says, I've got, and, and you know, there's so many things that are going on right now. But brother, when I get into the house of God, I feel his peace. When I go into the chamber and I close in with God and begin to pray. And there came a day, brother, here's the beautiful thing of this story. Amen. He blesses her. He causes her to have a son. And one day that son, is in a, he's grown, he's grown up. And the Bible says they were in the field and they were harvesting. And you ready for this? The son comes to the father and says, my hand, my hand. You go read it. Something was going on up here. This is the world around us. My head. Oh, God. Comes to his father. My head, my head. My head. That's what people are saying in the world and in the church. My head. Something's going on. You know what he says? He said, take him to his mother because that's the church. And when you got things going on up in here, don't miss church. When you got anxiety and you got stress and you got frustration and you're going to God, my head, my head, he's going to say, take him to the mother. Take him to the church. You ready for this? And he falls out dead on her knees. And you know where she takes him, brother? I'm taking him to the chamber. I'm taking it and I'm laying him on the bed. And when the Holy One showed up, he put eyes to his eyes, mouth to his mouth. He covered that little boy. And before it was all said and done, he had a rebirth in God's chamber. Every hand lifted up right now. Say, God, I'm making you a place in my life. Place, Lord, I'm, 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 I'm building a wall. I'm building a chamber. I'm building a place of prayer, a life of prayer, a life of the word, a life of repentance, and a life of submission. I don't know what you need today. If you need the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with this spirit today. Come on down to this altar. Lift up your hands as you begin to pray and let the Holy Ghost fill you. Come on, I'm times of great peril, times of chaos, but it's also times of great peace and times of revival. Come on, there's anointings in this place. Come on, why don't you come and pray, young man, young lady? Come on and pray, man of God. Come on, lift up your hands and ask God to fill you with his spirit. God, I'm making a place for you. I'm making a place for miracles. I'm making a place for the impossibilities. Come on, you're a God of miracles. 
as they begin to sing, I want you to say, Lord, I'm building you a place. I'm building you a chamber. Come on, that's it, friend. Come on down and surrender to the Lord. Say, God, I'm forgiven. Forgive me of my trespasses, oh Lord. Forgive me of my wrong living. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, he's a way maker. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I know we're living in the last days. I'm building you a place, a chamber. Come on, pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Oh, the devil tried to destroy you, but he couldn't get you. Because God's got you. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Miracle work. Don't see. 
in the house right now. I feel the love of God over his people right now. Come on, he's here to help you. Come on, he's here to help you. Say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender everything. Come on, anybody feel like surrendering everything? God, I'm letting go. It's too much going on in this world. It's too much pressure, Lord. God, I'm letting go and I'm getting a hold of you in my life. Come on, come on, come on. He's here, he's here, he's here. Shake, that's it. Shake, oh, no, 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 Come on, one more time. Lift up your voice unto the Lord. I'm making room, oh God. I'm closing in in the last days, God. Hallelujah. Come on, push, that's it. That's it. I'm reaching out to Jesus. As they begin to sing, I want you to lift him up. I want you to reach out with everything in your heart. Say, God, I'm getting a hold of you in the last days.
miracle worker, way maker. 